you know, we have not done in a very long time a supper club report. Um, so definitely long overdue. Couple caveats and listen, when have I done a podcast without a caveat, right? Uh, yesterday, yesterday in the afternoon, I got my booster and then I also got my flu shot. So we are in fever mode. Okay. Um, honestly, I have been trying to break this fever now for about two hours and it, and I can't shake it. It's just, it's now a part of me, you know? Um, it's, it's deeper plus fever. I have a permanent plus one, uh, which is this fever that I got from a shot. (laughs) Also, (laughs) please, please know that I am not anti-vax. Get your, get your boosters, get your flu shots. It's that time of year, but just know that you might have a buddy for a night like me. Just me and old thieves podcasting together should be good. Uh, welcome to the Sick Palette Podcast, uh, comma, semi-comma, semi-colon, <laughs> the Supper Club Report edition. Uh, today we essentially are going to talk about this past Supper Club, this industry Supper Club. Hashtag Wine Wednesday that I do at my townhouse. We're going to talk a little bit about the menu, um, and then we're going to focus on a few few other things that I that I want to discuss. I have made an outline because I realized we're going to need as many resources. I <laughs> I typically make an outline. Now, do I follow said outline? That's neither here nor there. Um, but I have written out full sentences. I love to show you how the sausage gets made here at this podcast. I want you to see it all. I want you to see that gristle. Okay. None of that is in the outline. Um, before we talk about supper club menu, we talk about a little bit about menu composition, and then we get into a bigger conversation about a much reviled term. I want to tell y'all whether, and you know that I am Austin's top meteorologist, right? It's really my, my first, my first passion. I'll tell you when you have a fever, you cannot, you cannot take the temperature of the room, of the outside. I, I feel I feel even though I have gained a fever friend, I have lost my weather insight. Okay, from now on, we are going, we're going straight up on this outline. In three, two, one, action, go Deepa there. <laughs> All normal things to say. Um... All right, let's talk about this past menu. Now, for people who have not been, um, maybe this is your first time listening, let me explain a little bit about when 
and why the Supper Club report, which is a subsection of the sick palate substack, say that five times fast, um, because I realized that when I'm trying to talk about the kind of food that I'm making or the kind of food that I'm excited by um, or this idea that I want consumers, I want customers, I want everyone in general to be, to be more prescient of how menus are created, right? The more knowledge we can give everybody on menu composition, um, why prefixes exist, blah, 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 then um, it's just going to be a better idea for this industry. Instead of making it all cloak and dagger and sort of giving you that sentence, right, that the customer is always right, and then also at the same time being like, well, the customer knowing, secretly knowing, the customer is not always right, but not giving you that knowledge that education, right? Um, it's it's shooting everybody in the foot. So I was like, well, I do an industry supper club. And what does that mean? That means I basically throw a giant party in my townhouse about once a month, sometimes twice a month if we're doing a day party as well. Uh, this supper club slash dinner party slash party is a party that is here in Austin, Texas. And um, essentially to get on this mailing list, you've got to be you know, uh, in the service industry or service industry adjacent or an artist or somebody um, in the creative field or somebody helping others in the creative field, um, which sounds like a wide net, but there's, it, it, you also got to pass a kind of vibe test, right? Like you got to be, you got to have right vibes too. It's not, it's not everybody. Okay. Um, but um, it's been exciting because it's, it's a lot of amazing industry and industry adjacent people that attend this supper club. Now, this supper club, um, there is no money uh, being exchanged. So the way you get in is you get in with a bottle of wine, which everyone adheres to. And we essentially just get kind of get to have a round table. Um, sometimes it becomes a little bit of a networking event. It's just, it's just a little bit of everything. And it continues to evolve. Um, but yeah, it's it's the thing that I definitely lose a lot of money on, but it's the thing that I love the most. Um, and I love the fact that like if you're a quote unquote food influencer, uh, you can't get into this party most of the time. <laughs> that was just for me. That's not for y'all. Anyways, uh <laughs> Let's talk about this menu. So every year I do an annual lasagna night um, as part of the Wine Wednesday menu repertoire. Um, and I do it only once because first off, I'm not going to make a lasagna in the summertime. That I don't know who wants to eat that. It is not me. It is not I. Um, you know, it, it feels like we are in red sauce season, right? You've got all of your fermented tomatoes and from the summertime and 
you've got things preserved and it's time to make some really dank red, red sauces, right? And I want that layered and I want that cooking big cuts of meat. You know, I want to be oven heavy. Um, so, and so that's one of the reasons why we only do annual lasagna night once a year. The other reason is because it takes four fucking ever, right? Um, the lasagna strips are, um, sourced from Pasta & Co. Shout out Pasta & Co. They're, they're like eight and Austin stalwart since like the 1980s. Um, and I love the way that they do their lasagna sheets because they just do like one big sheet, which is so clever, right? If you do one big sheet, then you can cut it how you want. Um, so I, I really love that. And the pasta is delicious. Um, so yeah, let's go through the menu. So first course was, um, Odyssey sourdough, which is a sourdough I make. And it's a, it's called Odyssey sourdough because Odyssey means rice and thummel. And it's a fermented rice slash dosa batter um, with the sourdough that has been made from fermented tomatoes. It's it's like a two, two and a half year old sourdough starter. Um, it's all naturally leavened. It's, it's some of the dankest, bounciest dough you'll find. And then we did a burrata. Uh, we dressed it in a fermented chili pesto that also consisted of walnuts and pine nuts. Um, and then that sat on top, the burrata sat on top of that pesto. Uh, then we covered all of that burrata in toasted coconut. So you couldn't even see it. Then we fried, um, a lot of herbs in something called rasam oil. Rasam is a tomato, mostly tomato broth that we make in South India. And we flavor it with something called rasam pori. So basically, I, I flavored and infused olive oil with the rasam pori. Um, so hot, um, hot oil, fried herbs right on top of that toasted coconut, a little bit of tamarind ghee, and then um, some saffron vanilla salt to finish it off. And what you get is like a slightly melty, gooey burrata dish that you can just smear on top of this Odyssey sourdough. We did two different lasagnas. The first one was um, a vegetarian version, which is with Mangalore mushrooms. It's a type of mushroom I make with um, small hold mushrooms. Shout out small hold. Uh, dressed in tamarind, chili oil, um, and then roasted hard. Made a coconut milk curry and then an acorn squash puree that was also whipped with more podi chili oil. Um, and then essentially alternating layers of all of those ingredients, topped it with some buffalo mozzarella and some parm, um, baked it, obviously. The second one is a lamb shank in, it was, it started off in that pizza wave sauce, pizza wave sauce being my fermented tomato sauce that I make. Um, but then really kind of turned into something much spicier. Um, it's, it's essentially a red sauce made with lots of fermented chilies and fermented tomatoes, tamarind, um, a little bit of jaggery, and it's just, it's spicy, spicy, spicy in the best way. Uh, lamb shanks then were roasted in it for maybe, you know, 
three or four hours, uh, made a Parmesan bechamel, um, and then alternated those layers, topped it with mozzarella, more porticelli oil, and baked that in a cast iron. So you got a little bit more char on the noodle, um, because char is a very important flavor in Indian cooking. And, and I, I like to find different ways to incorporate that sort of burnt flavor that a lot of our cooking entails. And then for dessert, we did a pandan walnut Italian wedding cookie, but made it a little bit bigger than typical wedding cookies. Uh, made a saffron and coconut buttercream and topped it with a saffron vanilla salt. And that was the whole menu. Now, when it comes to menu composition, and essentially, I mean, I was creating a menu for about 20 people. 20 people who I know, know, a lot of these people know the drill. When you're coming to an industry supper club, you're coming with a very empty stomach because they know I am going to plow you with food. Um, and you're going to be drinking wine. So if you're, if everyone's bringing a bottle of wine, not that we finish every bottle of wine, but you know, people are there to drink, be merry and eat. You're going to want to make sure that you have plenty, but it, it is still about balance. Um, when it comes to menu composition and when you're throwing a dinner party for, let's say 15 to 20 people, there is, there's a sense of panic. I see it in veteran chefs. I see it in home cooks. I see it in, in people who haven't done this before. I've seen it in people who do this all the time. But there is a panic to continue to add components. There's this idea that it's just not going to be enough food. And I think something to remember, which sounds very simple, but it's a good rule of thumb. When you're creating a menu for a dinner party, you want to think to yourself, how much would you want to eat at this dinner party? And there's a few 